Greetings and welcome to Everyday America, where you'll hear the American story one person at a time. I'm Gregory King, your host, and my goal is to inform, entertain, and inspire by sharing the stories of everyday Americans with you. In fact, each of you are potential guests. More on that later. Everyday America is offered free to all that would like to listen in, but if you'd like to support me, go to my Patreon page and check out my goals and rewards. That's patreon.com slash everydayamerica. And special thanks to my music director, Steve Hall, who writes and performs all my music. He's a great studio musician, teaches guitar virtually all across the country, and can be reached at stevehallmusic at outlook.com. Today we're going to hear a story from what I call the Waterway Interviews. I've done a few of these before. A few years ago, I went on a documentary expedition in a small boat from Norfolk to Boston up the intercoastal waterway through the Chesapeake, the Potomac, partway up the uh, Atlantic Ocean. And the goal was to search for the American spirit. Each day we'd end up in a new port and each day we'd find someone to interview. The footage from the trip had a short life as a pilot for a TV show that Discovery almost wanted, but on which they ultimately passed. But their losses are gained because I have these interviews that we obtained from a very unique cross-section of Americans. Today, we're going to hear from Trina Sabatka. We were a little behind schedule, and we docked in a little marina at Coles Point, Virginia, a little town tucked into a sheltered bay off the Potomac River. We just showed up, and we were put up for free in a very large, many-roomed cabin on the water, and we were hosted that night at the local bar and grill where there was music, good food, and the weekly dart match. Here, Trina talks a little bit about Coles Point and the people that live and visit there. Coles Point is a peninsula that um, kind of sticks out into the uh, Potomac River, 18 miles up the Potomac from the bay. It's um, very tidal, and depending on how much it's rained, uh, that affects the salinity a lot. So when it hasn't rained a lot, the jellyfish come up because it's more of a saltwater environment. When it's rained a lot, the jellyfish go down. They, they kind of give you a marker of, of, of where we are. We're really nicely um, situated. We're, we're a real harbor of refuge. We had a, uh, when Hurricane Isabel came through, a lot of places the water would just get whipped up into the creeks and cause a lot of damage. And we were, we were very, very fortunate. Um, just had the water come up. Probably came right about to the door here, but uh, didn't come in. But uh, anyway, um, we're facing due east here. You got Ragged Point Light over there. Presently, it's just kind of a stand with a light on it, but it was actually originally, um, it was the last screw pile lighthouse in the Chesapeake uh, to be put in, and then the first to go out. Um, it was uh, taken out in a storm, which is really too bad because they're so, so lovely. Um, but it's known as Ragged Point by water and Coles Point by land. They do say that Blackbeard was here the last six months of his life, and uh, you know we all hope that the treasure is here. Although I think the treasure lies in the in the land. Uh, we have 340 acres. There's a campground, 80 acre pond. We have all manner of uh, wildlife. It's just extraordinary. I've walked out. Well, I've had 32 wild turkey in my yard. I've had I've had uh, about 20. Uh, Blue heron just all lift off at once and out in the pond and you know the I actually photograph a lot of the birds out just out my window I have uh, photographs of, of birds fighting over little bits of uh, bird seed and I have a lot of fun doing that but um, we get 
Anyway, a lot of, lot of wildlife and uh, lizards and snakes. Tell me about the people that are here. The people. Historically, Coles Point is uh, definitely a waterman's community. I believe there's quite a connection to, um, again, there's an island. It's not Smith and Tangier. It's uh, further north. Anyway, it, it is an island. It was certainly um, uh, populated such it wasn't even really connected to the mainland until after World War II. So it's a very tight waterman's community. The waterman's life has suffered a lot because of the disease that I think it's called BMX that's come in and pretty much wiped out the uh, oyster population, although they're working very hard to uh, bring it back and there's a very active waterman's association here. Uh, they oyster fish. We have enormous, um, they're called rockfish here, they're, they're um, uh, the sea bass. Uh, someone last year right off here caught one. His goal, his goal in life was to catch a 50-pound, 50 50-inch, 50 and he got a 50-inch, 48-pounder right off here. It was almost as big as he was. So it's a, it's a very popular uh, sport fishing place, as well as uh, sustaining a number of uh, people who, who, as I said, they crab, they oyster, they fish, they have fish traps out here. It depends on, on the season, which activity they're uh, engaged in. Part of what we're doing is we're trying to you know, rediscover the spirit of America. It's, it's the ability of Americans to just plow through when bad things happen. What's this community like? I mean, we've had Isabel, recession, 9-11, uh, all kinds of things have happened. What are the, how do the people handle that here? There are a lot of people here who work very, very hard. Um, and and they they leave, live a very modest life anyway. You know, they live in small homes. They don't have a lot to heat or cool. Um, there are lots of big gardens. Um, there's, of course, the fish. I know that the, the people I know who hunt, they, they deer hunt all, all around here. And um, they go out and they catch their quota and they put it in the deep freeze and that's part of their plan. For, for getting through the season. They, they um, I think, supplement their, their, uh, their diet and their, their uh, stock with, with those activities. It's not, it's not for sport. Um, they, don't, they don't take the head of the horns. They leave those, you know. Um, well, what's the camaraderie? This is a small town, a small community. This is a very towns? small town. When I, this is a very small town. When, when I arrived here, I got post office box 28, if that tells you anything, and I was a newbie. Or, as they say here, a come here. Uh, that's what they uh, call people, because a lot of people have been here forever, just forever and ever. Um, <clears throat> I have a friend in town. His uh, uh, parents are still living on the property that was a King's Grant. Yes, um, and, in, and uh, uh, the, his brother is running it as a tree farm, so it will, it will continue. But that's been in the family for 400 years. What's the spirit like around here? Do they, do they chip in, help each other out, or they stay kind of in their own little group? You know, you know it, I, I, um, I have kind of a, a, a different finger on the pulse because I, I have... Uh, a, a business here, a property here that's for people where it's second homes. What I've observed about my own business, which is, which is interesting because there has been a real paradigm shift, is that uh, when we first came here, the camp, 
Well, when we first came here, I don't think you'd want to go over that campground after night. It, it, it was really, it was a pretty rough place, and it was, it was kind of uh, consistent with people's expectations of sort of more like a trailer park. In fact, um, that population has changed a lot. Um, partly we just, you know, move people out. But I would have described our population as a median age of around 50, made up of uh, empty nesters and young retirees. Um, most of our um, customers are, they're tradesmen, they're police, plumbing, electric, uh, tree work, um, construction trades. And so obviously they've been hit by what's happened recently. But interestingly enough, the campground is growing, but what it's the way it's growing. We we had a a, a mother of a couple of young children um, asked me if she could start organizing some events, um, just give people something to do, and um, so she she did an Easter egg roll on Saturday, the day before Easter here, and there were 40 children here. We didn't have any children here when my children were here, none, and. The, we now have in a population of, um, we've got 100 RVs over there. I would say that at least 15 of them have young children, um, and, and we're full. So people are saying, they're, they take a measure, they say what's important, and what's important, I think, in, in good part, is you know the family. Give, the, we have uh, grandparents the children in three RVs and then some kids over there. The, if I were to break down families, I would say at least, oh gosh, I would say at least 20% of my customers over there are related to somebody else there. Um, and that number goes up if we include people not with whom they're related but whom they brought in as, as good friends. So the, the community over there is very tight. The marina is less populated, but the, um, which I think is more a sign of the economic times because people are, I think, rethinking boating. But when they rethink RVs, they're stepping into something more manageable, more affordable. And a lot of our campers have smaller boats. So a lot of people are going to smaller boats rather than the larger ones. But the ones who have larger boats use them the way RVs do. They have a community, they have their friends, they don't, they may get together and all of them go out on one boat and share the cost of, of the fuel of running the boat. But they, um, the community that exists, especially here because we have covered slips, so they all sit out, you know, if it, in open slips, you get hot. Now they all sit in the shade and hang out and they, they back up to one another and it's kind of like when I lived in Philadelphia and everybody was out on their stoops in the, in the summertime, you know. So there's a lot of that, that neighborhood. And the different dogs actually develop different personalities and, and so I've had people who, you know, technically they belong on, on uh, B dock but their friends are over on A dock which is a little bit bigger slips but I'll let them go over to A dock so they can be with their friends. So that that community feeling, both in the campground and in the um, marina, is um, is actually different from a lot of um, certainly a lot of marinas, not campgrounds, but the population is different. 
Um, and I'll tell you, those people in the campground, they, they look out for one another and they look out for us. They have, they have told me, if I can get the materials together, they'll rebuild that fishing dock. That's a 500-foot 500, 500 dock. What would you say is important to the people around here? Oh, I, I would, <laughs> I know it's so corny, but boy, family values trump everything. Family trumps everything, fiercely. Um, the, I think probably because this is a uh, more of a working class area, the uh, number of young people, the number of families who have young people in the military is very high. Um, they're extremely patriotic. Um, I would say that they are conservative uh, in the sense of uh, self-reliance. And why would you say it's corny to say family values? Oh, because it's just, you know, it's, it's something, it's an expression I think so many people hide behind, you know, the politicians yeah. hide behind, and it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely abused, but. If you could, if you could give me uh, a 30-second capsule on, on why people should come here, what would they discover? You know, it's, um, it's beautiful, for one thing. Physically, it's just, it's beautiful. Um, I mean, we're sitting here what, 200 feet from the water, in the shade with a breeze, and it's lovely, 1,000 feet of beach. But the people are so welcoming, so friendly, and uh, look out for one another. When you've got to go 20 miles to, to go shopping, you know, you, you become self-reliant. And, and so people are very friendly. They, they share everything. They just share everything. What else can I tell you? I saw you? You told me. I got to tell you, we're so happy that you came because I think what you're doing is is really great and a lot of fun. And I'm very happy that you came by. So are we. Yeah, it's been, it's been a good experience. Yeah. Thank you for hanging out with me on Everyday America, where we give random Americans the opportunity to share their stories with you. And remember, if you don't write it down, it didn't happen. So share your stories and write them down for your friends and family and for posterity and make your story real. If you or someone you know is willing to share their story with us, send a note to everydayamericapodcast at gmail.com. Tell us why and give us a way to reach you. And finally, if you'd like to support us, go to my Patreon page and check out my goals and rewards. That's patreon.com slash everydayamerica. I'd love to have you become part of the show. See you next time.